Welcome to this week's episode of the Get To Hours podcast. Before we start, do me a big favour. And me. And, and Connor. And them too. And them too, over there. The, the producers. Yeah. See that subscribe button? Give that a click. And then we can start the episode. Simple. Go on. But the thing is, if you think that we're starting this episode without you subscribing, you've got another thing coming. What I'm, not, I'm not messing. Because we want to start. I've got all night, mate. Go on. We can wait. Do you want to just start the episode? Yeah. Yeah, go on. It's okay. Welcome to this week's episode of the Get To Hours podcast, uh, where we have a good old chit-chat, or shit-chat, uh, and we talk music, anything from Barry Manilow to Shawaddy Waddy, or Shapoddy Waddy. That's our group chat, isn't it, Jay? Um, I'm joined, and it's not even shy this week, it's uh, my fella, isn't it? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, bit of a bit of a change-up this week, isn't it, but... I don't know, you've just got to ride the, ride, ride the waves, haven't you? Um, so yeah, fill, just filling in for us today is my half fella. Um, Jake's still over there, aren't you? How are you doing? Good. Feeling good? Yeah. Um, I can't get used to this mic. Can't you? No. Do you know what though? Obviously, people will notice that we're going we're gonna to back heel your one. We haven't, we're not a big fan of it, are we? No, it picks up too much, don't I? So we have sort of... Um, we, did, we, we didn't actually record last week because we've been recording a week and a half for quite a while now. Um, so, like, just in case, like, anything wrong with the edits or anything like that, it gives us like a bit of extra time to sort it out. Um, but last week, instead of recording, we actually had uh, a bit of a meeting, went through everything, and we want to try and improve uh, the podcast as best we can. Um, so, from now on, you're going to see a lot more structure, a lot more organisation. Um, and hopefully just a better experience in general, better listening experience and watching experience. Um, so yeah, happy days. How's it going? Not bad. Yeah, obviously, bit of a sh- substitute role today. Yeah. Um, a bit, feels a bit weird. Well, the other two are injured, aren't they? So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, They'll be fully fit next week. Don't worry. Yeah. So, bit of a walk on path for me today. Yeah. Um, you've only had what? You've only had about 45 minutes to prepare, so you should be alright. Yeah, I literally found out about, well, it was about half an hour ago. So I'm not prepared <laughs> at all. Do you know what I'm buzzing with? <laughs> it's like, it's like he's a manager and his team, <laughs> it's, his team is just like scraped a 2 1 win. And he's like, well, listen, at the end of the day, you know, you've got, you know, we crack on, we've had a couple of bad injuries. We had, to, we had to change a few things up today, but, you know, we come away to three points and, uh, yeah, we're buzzing. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're happy days. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, bit of a walk on part. Just let me know uh, what you think of me and yeah, if, I'm no, drop- if I'm no good, it'll be my last appearance <laughs> as a yeah. substitute. Drop a little comment. Let us know if you can see any resemblance. Um, <laughs> I said that. I said that. Do you know what I, was, I said to you? I was in the meadows the other day. You're local. Oh, yeah. So, um, you, um, I obviously told you, them two lads that you've worked with. Oh, right, yeah. You worked on that school. In, yeah. Uh, where was that school again? It was St. Michael's in Egbeth. Yeah. And there was two lads there, wasn't there, in the meadows at mm. the time, but they're from, they're from McGull. Yeah. <coughs> and one of them come up to me at the bar, 
And he was like, is your, is your boss Gary? Do you work for Gary? And I was like, that's my Arnfeld and stuff like that. <laughs> and we were chatting away for, I don't know, five minutes, only like little five minute chat. And, um, you know, when you're sort of getting to that point and you start thinking, I, I, want, to, I want to come away from this conversation. I want to go and sit, and sit down. I mean, yeah. And I went, um, I went, oh, well, what, do you, what do you reckon then? Can you see any resemblance? And he went, no. <laughs> and I was like, so how did he know who you were? Now, he, he recognised me and he said, do you work for Gary? He didn't say, is your Alpha like Gary? Okay. He said, he said, do you work for Gary? And I was like, yeah, it's me Alpha. Yeah, he was okay. like, go away. He was made up. Um, so just just like a little bit of insight. As you may know, uh, I'm an electrician. Uh, Jake, uh, the producer, is my apprentice. And my old fella is actually my boss. A, a veteran of sparking. When did you start doing that? Well, that would be giving away my age, wouldn't it? But... Um... So, yeah, left school. 40, 47. <laughs> I'm 47, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, left school on a Friday. Yeah. Back in 80, 80 something. Yeah. Uh, Mid 80s. Uh, started my apprenticeship on the Monday. So, missed six weeks holiday where everyone just went drinking cider in the park. But what, what, what made you sort of um, like, like, was it just like a work ethic? Did you think, like, was your mum and dad go and listen, go and, go and earn your money, go and... Yeah, so it was my mum that pushed me mm. um, to get a trade. In the 80s, obviously, beginning of the 80s... It was a bit ropey. Yeah, Liverpool was ropey. Uh, Tories fault again, mm. type of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, I think in them days, when you come to 16 and you went to see your careers, it was like, what do you want to do? I mean, computer, computers wasn't really out then. Mm. Um, and it was only for like Pac-Man and that, wasn't it? Pac-Man, Space Invaders, and Defender. Mm. Yeah, but now now it's like <laughs> YouTube and TikTok and yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, me mum always said to me, if you get a trade, you'll never be able to work. And she said, you'll always love your job, which obviously I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, can, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's a love hate relationship, though, isn't it? Because some I days. I'm you, still you, new, so I can't enjoy it. I think, yeah, it's, well, yeah, trust yeah. me. Give it a couple of years. Yeah. Um, no, do you know what it is? Like, I've worked on loads of jobs. I've worked on loads of jobs for you, obviously. I've worked away. And loads of people, like, I remember, like, going into town on a Friday night with, like, five, like over five ton wages, weeks wages from working away in Shrewsbury. And I'd walk into the pub, get chatting to someone, and I'd, I'd say, oh, I've been working away in Shrewsbury and electrician on a building site. And they're like, fuck that, not a chance. Not for me, all that working away. So you you don't sleep in your own. And I said, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Because at the end of the day, I was picking up a decent wedge. It was only what I don't remember you doing that many hours. Five hundred quid. Taking it home. was a good. It was a good. It was near the end. So it was more. So to I was. Do, I, it was more to do with out of town rounds. It was the out of town. Yeah, yeah. It was all stuff like that. Plus, I think towards to get to a certain point, we were doing twelve hours. I can't remember, but um. No, I, like, I, I've always had a love-hate relationship with it. More recently, because, obviously, as you know, like, pressures and stuff like that, I don't know whether Brexit's got anything to do with it. Like, I don't know, like, people's experience might be different. Um, but it, it is, it's a bit... It just totally depends what job you're on, who you're working with, um, like, the conditions of the job and stuff like that. But, yeah, the client. Mm, the client. Yeah, it's it it is tough. I mean, you've just you've just said there five hundred quid a week. But <laughs> what was your first um, wage that you got? Twenty seven pound eighty eight a week, 
Which is like what now, though? Oh, God. About, I don't know. Add a zero to it, maybe. Oh, after 100 quid. I don't know. But it was 2788. Mm. Um, give me mum a tenner. That's good, yeah. Um, yeah. Always. A tenner keep. That was good. That must have, that's good back in yeah, the day, that. Yeah, I think it was a tenner. But I th- yeah, definitely a tenner. So I was left with 17 pounds to the first year I used, I, I always had a, like a pack lunch and what have you. Um, but yeah, so £17.88 had to last me the week. And that was fairs, you know. So did you have to get the, at this point you weren't driving, did you have to get the bus and the no. train? Yeah, it was a bus. Yeah, it was a bus. My, fir- my first job was um, Plessy's Edge Lane mm. for McGough's. And then I went to the Albert Dock. But yeah, you just had to, you, you just literally turned up on the first day. You were given a hard hat and a set of overalls. And told where you had to go, and it was it was there was no phones then. Yeah, you just had to get on with it. It was just like right, what bus do we get? Get the bus, get the sights, get the pistol coat here on your first day because you looked about eight. <laughs> well, we were talking about that before <laughs> me and Jake. Obviously, we heard about um, Conan. Obviously, Conan and I couldn't make it today. Um, and when I heard about it, and I spoke to you before, and we eventually decided that we were going to have you on. Um, as like a filling co-host, me and Jake were actually talking about like, oh, you know, what are we going to talk on stuff like that, the, like the age difference and stuff like that. But because of the like the work that we all do and stuff like that, I mentioned to you, Jake, about like apprenticeships. How's it changed? Like nowadays, Jake, Jake was saying to me, he, he, he like he thinks he's really lucky. He gets looked after. Um, you know, the lads look after him. We're always willing to show him stuff if if he needs a hand with anything, we'll help him. But was it different for you in the eighties? Was it like yeah, you, you got a good, <laughs> you got a good, uh, Go a bit of, you took a bit of a beating and well, in the eighties, um, maybe beyond the eighties, there, there was a bit of a how can I describe it? It was like uh, maybe it goes on today, but there was a bit of a like a bullying almost. Mm. Um, you know, I, I I used to see lads get tied to scaffolds and left there for hours on end in the rain and you know he couldn't get away with things like that today Not you know kids kids locked in you know someone like jake mm. like turning up to site the other day with a an earring in his nose and, <laughs> and, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know whether he can see that on the camera and, and you know can. back in 1986 you'd have been put in the sight box for that yeah. and <laughs> left all day <laughs> With a box of tissues for your nose, but you would have got called George Michael. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it was a different culture then, and, and maybe that's you know it gave you a thick skin. But I think it has evolved, hasn't it? Because now, like, like we did on the podcast, me and well, obviously, um, Callum doesn't work with us anymore. But you know, hopefully, he, do, he does come back. Hopefully, he returns. Hopefully, Callum. he returns. Mm. <coughs> um, I've mentioned Callum on the podcast a few times, and I've said like, you know, like. It it it's it a pen. You, you've just got to know. It, it's it's like, it's like if you're a comedian, you've got to know when to do the punchline. It's all about timing. Mm. So like with Jake, we wouldn't just go up to him and say he's the apprentice. Let's give him shit for the next eight hours. Mm. Like every now and again, we go like, well, you know, you, you, like you get the, you just get the piss taken out of you sometimes. Yeah, and well, that's just the way it is. The, for the first six months, maybe. You, you, a lot of your day was making, you know, making the tea, keeping the, you know, you had like 20 lads on site then. Yeah. Mm. So you had to make the tea for 20 lads. So you had to know how 20 lads had their tea. Mm. 
or coffee, yeah. who had it milky, who had it strong, who had it black, who had one sugar, two sugar, whatever. So if you if you so if you put like two sugars in his and he, he has none and Oh those murder, has, yeah. Those murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got bollock and but one of the apprentices at my old firm used to have to cook cook the boss's dinner for <laughs> Cook his dinner. <laughs> you so see, you and then that, that would, I mean that's that, that that's making the tea. But then, like sort of, when I was on Edge Lane back in the day, you know, you'd be working with a, a spark. He was sixteen years of age. He didn't have a clue what was going on. Um, you know, the week before you'd been in school, mm. um, and then the gaffer can't remember his name actually. Graham was it? He'd say, uh, he'd say, right at half nine every day. You get the listing. Yeah. So you'd walk around the site, massive site. You'd walk around the site, twenty twenty lads. Um, and you'd get the list, bacon butty, you know, sausage and egg, you know, cheese and onion, uh, the Daily Mirror, the paper, the Mars bar, whatever. You get a list, let's see, as long as you're arm. Everyone to give you the money. Your, your day pretty much in the first, definitely six months, was took up by, it was being the can lad. Yeah. Yeah, it was being the can lad. It was keeping the cabin tidy, making sure everyone was fed and watered, really. Like the, like like the sparks on site, and then now and again, a spark would say to you, you know, there's twenty lengths of conduit, put, put runners on them or whatever it was, and you'd do that, and then he'd say, right, half an hour's gone, time to get time to get the bussy list in again. So yeah. a lot of your first year, you're not really. It's more your people skills that's trying to develop, isn't it? Yeah. Like go go and speak to them twenty yeah, lads over yeah. there you've never met before, and ask them what they want for the lunch. Yeah. And stuff like yeah. that. It's more teaching it out to like, yeah. be, like come out your shell a bit. Yeah, and then you, you, we, I remember getting to about the two thousands, and um, I was with Alan Woods, I think. Mm. Yeah. You, you, you knew him for. Well, you've known him since you were about what eighteen. Yeah, I knew Alan when he was an apprentice, and he had hair. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, now he looks like Grant Mitchell, but um, but yeah, it's. You need to be careful, by the way. He might be watching. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, if you're watching, I'll give us a comment. I haven't seen you for a while. But, um, yeah, so, you know, as I say, it was just, them days were just completely different to, to today. I mean, I remember, as I say, in the 2000s, we said to a, a young lad, we were subbies, actually. Mm. I said to him, right, can you get the list in for the buzzies? And he said, you can get the buzzies yourself. You know, you can make your own tea. But in, in my day, in the 80s, when I started, it was, it, it, it was quite regimental. It, mm. Yeah. You know, it was quite, you were told what to do, and if you didn't do it, you, you got it in the neck. Yeah, yeah. Or you got locked up, or. That's crazy, that, isn't it? You know, locked yeah. in the sight box, or zip tied off a scaffold on the fourth floor somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, health and safety wasn't really a thing in, in them. Well, it was. Yeah, but, yeah. but it wasn't. It, it, it's like, like some people say, don't they? Like, oh, it's gone over the top. It's stupid. It's, it's that the other. It's holding the job up and all stuff. But listen, at the end of the day, like, People get hurt on sites, on the like yeah. it, get, it goes to the extreme, and people obviously lose the life. The the, um, the the young lads who lost his life on Bramley Mordoch, it's it, it's it's horrendous, and no one should be going to yeah. work, yeah. and not like returning and stuff like that. But like that, that's always been my argument. When listen, I know all the fellas and all the sparks, ground workers, joiners, whatever. You might go, oh, you know, in my day we just got on with it and this that the other, but it's like no, listen. It's there for the reason, mm. and there's and there's people who get paid a lot of money to look mm. after jobs to mm. make sure not no one gets hurt. Yeah. Um, a fun fact, uh, people might not know, is there's quite a link between Jake and Mialfella. 
Yeah. In a sense that um, you. Well, that's ultimately why we're lumbered with Jake, isn't it? <laughs> 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 it's the. It's the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You've, you've actually known uh, Jake's dad for how many years? Yeah. So, Paul, Jake's dad, I met in 83, 84. Yeah. Wow. So, this is before. This, so, you were in school? I, I, well, I was at school. Yeah. Mm. Um, Paul's a bit younger than me. Mm. Yeah. A couple of years. Um, and it was Paul and Mark, yeah. Mark's uh, uh, Paul's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've known Paul for, you know, you're looking at getting on for 35. 35, 35 years. years. Yeah, it's, it's around it that. Bad. And then when obviously, uh, I mean, I, I've been in Magul now 25 years. And. I think for a lot of that time, I didn't even know Paul was up here. Mm. Yeah, you know. Well, you bumped into him in, in the meadows, didn't you? I bumped into him a few times, and and then yeah, we met in the meadows. Obviously, he's a good red, as we all are. Um, and yeah, started meeting up now and again for the you know you know watch a game and what have you. But yeah, me and Paul go back donkeys years. We both went to Allsop. Mm. Um. Good, uh, comprehensive as it was at the time. The, the lower school's knocked down now. It's, mm. it's home and bargain. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, known Paul a long, long time. And then he, he mentioned to me about Jake and how fantastic he was. <laughs> well, he's a wizard, isn't he? Because I remember... How quick he was at second fixing. <laughs> how many sockets I can do in an hour. <laughs> yeah, what it, 24 sockets in one hour. That's <laughs> my record. What it was... <laughs> <laughs> what it was when we uh, we were having the conversation, it was me, you, and Jake's dad. Obviously, I didn't even know Jake existed. I knew, I knew, I knew uh, Paul as it, it said. I've, you know, he's got a daughter and a son. Um, when he, he he got talking about Jake, didn't he? Because mm-hmm. he obviously talking to you about the spark and stuff like that. And he was like, "Wow, oh, Jake's into all that. He starts his apprenticeship, but he's not really enjoying it where he is. He wants to move on and stuff." The other. Um, and Do you I, enjoy it now, Jake? Yeah. I was saying that to you. Before, yeah, he was. Right? He was literally saying that to you. He used to hate. He, he hated his job. In the morning. Mm. You, you did. You hated I it. I hated it. I used to dread getting up because I knew exactly what I'd be doing. But the thing is, you hated it and you still got up. Yeah. There you go. It's dedication, yeah. isn't it? And did you ever uh, throw a sick in? Or did you ever just. Was it ever that bad where you just thought, I'm not going in today? I'm yeah, going to. I always still went. <laughs> you always still went. I, I do. There's been many times where I've nearly, we nearly walked off site. On that in that job, but I just fucking. But you were too far away from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to, I used to just fucking get so pissed off sometimes because the way people spoke to you yeah, and it was just fucking. Oh, and it then, put it puts you off so much, yeah. like because you do you you end up telling yourself that it's the job. You end up yeah. telling yourself yeah, yeah. it's your environment. You know, yeah. I'm in my wear clothes. I'm on a building site. This is what it's like on every building yeah. site, but it's not. But the thing is, everyone, every other trade who I ever spoke to on that site was sound. Yeah. Other than the people in my. Firm. Yeah, the sparks when it shouldn't be that yeah. way. But mm-hmm. um, <coughs> I, I say, I mean, I, I, I'll. You've just spoke about other trades there, but for me, going back all my life in the job, you know, I've seen, I've seen fellas on jobs who who just don't speak to people. Mm. You know, yeah. apart from like their their, their partner, or, or, you know, in the, whatever trade it is. But I'm I'm one of the guys who will like I'll walk on the job up there in Comstall. In Stockport. Yes. And literally 
if there's a guy within sight of me or walking past me, I stop and say hello and mm. how are you? How was your weekend? How's this? We talk about football, whatever. Tell a joke. But yeah, you do, you do, you do get guys who who just are on the building site and they're just completely, you know, in their own little bubble. Yeah, there, there is a lad like that on Comstock, isn't there? Yeah, that's some, it. some... an apprentice like that, and he's, I've never heard oh, a word. I know what you mean. Yeah, really just, quiet. Yeah. Actually, I've led on to him. Like I walked into him yesterday, and he just looked at me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. But he, look, he looks, he looks, he looks like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, here? yeah. In my in my flat yeah. <laughs> where I'm working, mm. but um. Uh, sorry, sorry, yeah, we don't want to put a bit of a tangent. Just getting back to how you know uh, Jake's dad. Yeah, stuff like so that. so Paul went to school together. Um, I think once we actually went on holiday together. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been before me, that. Sonny Skegness. Oh, <laughs> Butlins. <Jeez. laughs> See, I've never, I never experienced anything like that. Um, but, so yeah, I, I mean. I say followed the football, met up again recently. Recently, um, your dad's always been a printer, hasn't he? Yeah, um, since he came out of school. Yeah, gone back years. We always get on. Um, got my first lucky shock in in play, playing snooker with Paul in your mum's out in your nan's house <laughs> um, on Stuart Road. Yeah, first lucky shock ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you knew about it. Oh, we knew about it. Yeah, <laughs> Is that in the attic. In the attic. Yeah, yeah. Bull missing out the lamp holder. Oh, you know, <laughs> look at them two pins there. And then that was it. But yeah, first lucky shock was in Paul's playing snooker. We used to always meet up yeah, and have a game that. of snooker. He had a snooker team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, as I say, met up in the last year or two, really, watching the football up, up there at the Meadows. And Well, it was it was a couple of months ago, as I say, and when uh, Paul was talking about the sparking and stuff like that, um, and he mentioned Jay. Mm. I, I was obviously I was listening anyway, but I, I was like, oh, you know, this could be good for me, dad. You know, take take another lad on and stuff like that. And then he turned around and said, uh, oh, he's got a degree in audio, you know, audio engineering and all stuff like that. Yeah, I My said, ears went bing. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he said that, I went, when can he start? Yeah, um, yeah. Because you know that that type of you know photography, whatever, maybe I don't know, uh, audio, visual. Uh, and what have you? Yeah. Maybe data. Well, it's it's camera, camera work and uh, like the, like the odd like so. Obviously, these mics are. I, I won't even go into it because Jake's clued up more than me. So they basically all go back to an interface, and it's yeah. a lot. Like yeah. people people watching it, like the studio and all stuff like that. The lights, it all might it might it looks dead smooth and clean, but what's off camera? I promise you, it's not. It's not a pretty sight because there's millions of cables. It was at one point. That, to be fair, that bit's still nice. Yeah, it's a little bit more organised, isn't it? But it was it was a big. Well, it was it was the turning point, wasn't it? In for this podcast, um, like I know, I know, all right, we've only it seems seems like a lot now. Actually, so this is episode eighteen, so we've done it. We've done seventeen episodes, so it does seem like a lot. But it was the turning point for us because me, Si and Connor demoed. I don't know how many times, right through the summer. We can say it now, can't we? Mm. We actually demoed in your old office. Yes. In, in Vizakli. I don't mind saying it now. Um, but that was only what? That was only, I think we done it two or three times. It's just a couple of practice runs, wasn't it? it was yeah, a couple fair. of practice runs. We, did, we had these mics and the stands and that was it. And the USB cables, that come with it. But obviously Jake sorts this out and said, no, you need to use these. The sound, it sounds better and stuff like that. So there's been so much trial and error. It, you wouldn't even believe it. Um, yeah, like a lot's gone into the podcast and it, like 
we've got to a certain point now where we're ready to start. Not not improving it, but I'm not saying like I'm not having a dig at any of the lads or whatever or myself. Um, but we want to try and do whatever we can to make it grow and etc. etc. I won't mm. go too much into it. I mean, I, I see what what's gone into setting up this studio. Mm. Um, and going back to the days, as you say, exactly um, the editing, the equipment. Um, Does it shock you now? Um, no pun intended, by the way. You want to say shock? <coughs> um, but does it shock you when? So before before I even told you about the idea for the podcast, because I remember telling you, I think I come up with it originally in like March last mm. year. It's a, it's a while. It's nearly a year um, since I first came up with the idea. So did you think like you've obviously seen podcasts in, in the past, and did you think, oh, that's a couple of mics, couple of you know, camera? So I like that. Isn't yeah. It? Does it shock you now looking around going? Fucking hell, <laughs> a lot well, goes into it. Yeah, I mean, and obviously you look, I, I mean, I listen to podcasts a lot, um, audio-wise. I don't watch a lot on mm. YouTube. It's preference, isn't it? It's personal preference. Yeah, well, it's more that you're on the, you're in the car or whatever. But so on, uh, so if you're going on a commute, if you're going, if you're driving from Liverpool to Stockport or Liverpool yeah. to whatever, you'll stick a podcast on because it, it's ideal, isn't it? So Liverpool to Stockport or Liverpool to our job, it's about an hour fifteen. Most, yeah. pod, most podcasts yeah. are about an hour. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's an age thing. Maybe mm. um, because now, <coughs> when I'm in the car, it's 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 really music. Mm. It's talk sport, mm. which you know, um, I, I do find interesting. There's some absolute absolute tools on there sometimes. <laughs> Don't be, don't be, a, don't be scared to swear. By yeah, the way, you're allowed yeah. to swear. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and podcasts. Mm. You know, it's rare. It's rare that we listen to me. Well, I listen to music anymore. Mm. Apart from when I've had about nine Guinness, <laughs> <laughs> and and I come back on a Saturday night and the records come on. But that that in itself, it, like, and I spoke to Jake about this because he's into them. Do you know, like tapes, like mixtapes. Yeah. Like, did you have? You know, you've spoke about cars that you've had in the past and they had the little slot and you put your tape in yeah. and it was like a couple of songs. Yeah. Like, I never experienced all that. Like, I only remember, like, when I started listening to music, it was yeah. like CDs, but it was like dead inconvenience and stuff like that. And then I got an iPod and it just changed everything. Yeah. Because like, there you go, thousand songs in your pocket. Yeah. Basically, that's yeah. what it says on the adverts anyway. Yeah. But you obviously remember, like, we've got some, we've got, I put some vinyls up in here. Um, so, do you remember like your first vinyl? Oh, or one of you should first? have prepared me for that question. <laughs> um, What's the first one that springs to mind? First seven-inch single was, I think, The Police. Oh, mm. and I think it was. I I, I would I have think it might have been messaging messaging a bottle actually. So that's not as early as I thought. When, when did that come out? I think it was late 70s. What, 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 just type in uh, Google Messaging a Bottle, um, the police, and just see what, the year, what year but, it was but, released. Uh, un, unlike today, um, I still love vinyl now. 79. 79. 79. I knew it was late 70s. Yeah. You see, when, when I was younger than that, <laughs> when, before 79, you know... You were, you were brought in my house. I was when I lived with my mum and dad in Stuart Rose. I was brought up on like there was no television on of a Sunday morning. Why? It just 
well, telly didn't really start till like nine o'clock. <laughs> I forgot it done stuff. Um, yeah, that's mad. So, bad, so, so telly used to finish at like midnight. Yeah, I think it was BBC One played "God Save the Queen" or whatever. <laughs> it sounds um, like the endings of Poltergeist. Yeah, the Poltergeist. Sorry, the That's what it was like. And and it's then, like the American flag wave. So, goes so, off and goes static. You know, when you're a kid, you're up on a Sunday morning. There's no hangover, is there? When you're about eight or nine, yeah. so you're up early. As soon as it's light, you're up. And again, no, no uh, TV. Mm. So your dad has have the wireless on. Mm. Bit of Billy Butler holds your plums. <laughs> um, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> and have you not? And um, we can play it in the break. That was a game, wasn't it? But and then you, you know, now and again, the record, the, the old vinyls come out, and you know. So when we were young, uh, me and my sister, um, it was yeah, the records went on. It was John Lennon, the Beatles, yeah, and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? I Buddy think, Ollie. I think it's my like. Can you, because I, I certainly can't, but it's just, I think it's more the way everything's gone, just life in general, like me and me and Jake have conversations because it ease into his tech. It's mad the way, like you go to the pub, if we went, if we walked up and went to Meadows now, guarantee 80, 80 percent plus people are just be sat on the phone. Well, and like you're, you're in a, you're in a room. With a couple of lads, or you're in the canteen and work, or whatever, or you're in a restaurant, or you're in a cafe, and everyone's just sat on the phone mm. with their phones in and all that. And you think, what's going on? It, here? it gets me dri- driving. Well, I do a lot of driving, but you, you drive around, and yeah, it, and to be honest, it's mainly women, yeah, and, and girls and what have you, lads as well, I know, but and you just see them absolutely walking down the road, pushing a pram or carrying a bag, and they're not even looking where they're standing, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. could or, be a big pile of dog shit there. Exactly, <laughs> they're just literally walking, staring at the phone, and I think, well, it 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 has gone down that. I mean, going back to the the albums, the vinyl. You know, it was a big thing. Say on your birthday, you, you know, got a new record. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you you know, you'd have some money. You'd have a you know ten ten in or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and you'd well for me, County Road. It was creases back in the day. Yeah. And it was and like if, if your dad's watching, he'll know this yeah, as well. Too. Yeah, so it was it was like a day out. It was mm. like right, I'm gonna buy um, architecture and morality by OMD. Mm. And again, you don't get it today when you're on platforms and Spotify and what have you. But for me, get, getting a physical album that you you held in your hand, it's and yours, isn't it? You, you treated it, you know, ever so carefully. The, the the vinyl itself, you read the album. You know, a lot of them had have lyrics in or a background story to the album or where the back... And yet it was like the, the picture. I mean, what's that one there? Is that Madness? That's Madness, the first one, yeah. So if, like, you open it up, I think there's a... I think there's a Grease one as well, which is for... What should I, what should I say? It's for uh, comedic purposes. Mm. Because obviously, Conor and Sy take the piss out of me for liking Grease. Um, <laughs> can't beat a bit of Frankie Valley, can you? You definitely can't. I think behind Grease, I think there's ABBA. Um, again, massive fan of Abba, and um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Um, but I was gonna say, so you and Jake's dad, I've heard you talking before, like in the pub over the pints, or whatever, and you talk about like the jam, yeah, it's like the jam. We've got um, Snap, mm. which is a very, it's, would you say it was the jam's most popular album? From the like the pomp, they, they had a, they had a few out, didn't they? Um, 
you know, all my all my cons setting suns. Um, there, there was. I mean, for me, every every jam album was great. Was the one. It yeah. it just evolved. You know, you could always tell early jam f- against the old jam. But I mean, I again, I was a massive jam fan. Um, there's films coming out today. Uh, even I know I know it's not just the jam, but you know there's jam songs in in films of today. Um, when it goes back and it's like if say if a film or a, or a series is based in like yeah. the late eighties, yeah. and the soundtrack is built around that yeah. era, yeah. and it does place you back. Yeah, yeah. So when when the jam split up, that was that was the album mm. that came out, which is like a greatest hits. So I think there's about. I'm gonna to have to guess now because it's in a frame now. But is there about forty songs on there, something like that? I don't think thirty. Maybe, maybe twenty between twenty and thirty as, as but, a guess. But when I mean, I you know, Paul Well is a bit of an icon, mm. um, the mod father. But um, when the jam split up, I'll never forget it. The, it <laughs> I don't actually know the exact date. It was about <laughs> I'll eight, never forget it. It's another date. 85. <laughs> no, but I mean the moment. So no, they, no. So they went on top of the pops and and it went straight to number one, obviously. Was it, can I guess what the song was? Go was on. it a Bitterest Pill? No. That was the B-side. Oh, but all right. If we want to get picky about it. So they, so they brought out the, this one song was Beat Surrender. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, and the Bitterest Pill probably was... Probably maybe should have been the 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 thing A side the bitterest pit like I remember you telling me about that album and telling me about the jam would be in like your Mitsubishi Shogun going to Costco. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another story for another day. I was going to say about the time I bumped into a footballer. Um, yeah, I'll definitely leave that one out because that Ar- might the that, Argentinian. Yeah, the Argentinian. Uh, yeah. Oh, that 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 was the same day you went missing in Toys R Us, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might have jarred my knee while I was trying to skateboard as well. But, um, yeah, that's a story for another pod. But, um, so, I remember you telling me about the business pill and you, you go and you'd tell me the story and then press play and I'd listen to it and I'd be like, oh, yeah. And I'd picture it and I'd go, oh, it's really sad this actually when you think about it because, like, he's basically saying, like, oh, you know, this is the end and stuff like that and it's an emotional song. But, um yeah, it probably should, it probably did. It be but the beat beat surrender, as I say, when it come out on top of the pops, um, it it uh, whatever age I was, fifteen or whatever, I remember it f- it absolutely floored me mm. when the jam split up. Um, it sort of, they've sort of raised you in a way. Yeah, yeah. From an early uh, age, right I mean, don't be wrong. There's loads of eighties bands, isn't there? Mm. Loads. I mean, I listen to if I listen to music nowadays, it's eighties. Mm. You know. If we've had a few pale ales of a weekend and and the YouTube goes on, it's eighty stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, OMT. I mean, we've just been. We went to a concert a week last Monday. Took your mum, and I'd forgot about it actually because I booked it about a year ago. Yeah. But we went to the Philharmonic Hall, which I think, by the way, is a brilliant it's venue. Unbelievable, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Did it's you like, go in the Philharmonic pub? Yeah. It's got to be done. Yeah, went in the Philharmonic pub. We had a bite to eat. Uh, what it was, I booked, I booked the gig. Uh, sorry, the gig. I thought it was in the protagonist. <laughs> I booked the concert about ten months ago, um, and I'd forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and then your mum uh, reminded me that you know the, this concert's on whatever it was Monday, the whatever of January, 
and it was go west and wet, wet, wet. Mm. So um, your mum's always idolised go, uh, go west. Um, she's always loved them, loved the music. First time I met her, she, she used to tell me, you know, listen to the music and what have you. So yeah, we went to see Go West, but it was wet, wet, wet as well. Booked it, forgot about it, got reminded. Then I got an email. I was sat in work. I think I was with Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Jake was with me last week and at the at the office doing loads of multi uh, multi tasks, multiple skills. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I looked at my emails. Um, so it's about I don't know two o'clock. Mm. I looked at my emails and it said. Uh, Important news about your Go West, wet, 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 um, concert VIP package. Oh, and I thought VIP package. What's that all about? And it said, um, get to. So oh, I paid. <laughs> I paid an extra hundred not quid that I didn't know about for a VIP experience with Go Go West and wet, wet, wet. So did you not think when you pay for the ticket, you're like, oh, that's expensive. Well, <laughs> I just thought, well, it, it, there's another story to that. So I paid about 225 quid for the tickets, maybe something like that, 240. It was a lot of money. And I remember at the time thinking, that is a fortune for the Philharmonic Hall. Yeah. But we were on the front row, right in the middle. Um, and again, thought nothing of it. I just thought maybe it's because it's go west and wet, wet, wet. <laughs> um, Paid the money, got the email about the VIP package, and to be honest, it, say it cost a hundred pounds for that VIP. Um, I have to say, I mean, we got home, rushed, we rushed out, got there, and done it all. So it was like you go in and uh, you experience sound check mm. for the bands, which that that in itself it only it lasts about fifteen minutes. Yeah, sound check doesn't isn't much. But like. that sort of blew me away listening to them practicing you know 30 seconds if you like segments of different different songs and what have you well it's just it's just uh jake jake will know quite a bit about this because obviously he's he's into sound engineering um but sound check is basically I, I mean i'm saying this from being at a band's perspective and jake will obviously see it from the sound engineer's perspective but for, if you're in a band sound check is a bally purely yeah. because it's just a bit like oh turn that up yeah can you hear that no yeah, no yeah, t- yeah. yeah can you hear it in your monitor what about yeah. this mm. and it's a bit like rip, 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 and it's like it, it's like adjusting everything finding all the levels and stuff like that but i'd imagine i'd imagine it's very for, for a band as uh as big as go west um and as, as famous and as um mm-hmm. as big as they are it must be weird watching a band like that it must be, I don't know, it must just be really organised. Well, we, yeah, we, we've seen Go West twice now. So yeah. we went a year or so back, Philharmonic Hall again. Great, great night. It was Paul Young who was oh, the sort of support with them. And and to be honest, uh, back back in the day with your dad, we used to listen to um, No Jack, well, no, no, that's Phil Collins. No Parley, Paul Young. And it was like, wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. And oh, love yeah, of the common yeah. people. So playing snooker in the attic, getting electric shocks. <laughs> well, we had Paul Young on. And of course, I think Paul done the Paul Young done the opening line of um, Band-Aid. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right yeah. So it's quite, a, it's quite a famous 80s guy, you know, character. So we're, the other year, we're, we're at the Philharmonic. Paul Young comes on, starts singing. 
and after a couple of minutes, I just thought something's not right here. And I thought, you know, we had people like all t- turning around, looking at each other, thinking, is, is, is something not switched on? You know, the sound basically wasn't great. Don't say his mic weren't turned on. No, it, it, it was all there. He'd done all his hits, which he's had, he's had quite a few. He's probably had, I don't know, a good six or seven more top hits that everyone recognises. Mm. But, but again, we were on the front row. And when you're looking at him in the flesh singing, it, it just wasn't quite what I expected. Mm. So this, the other day, the other, a week last Monday, the support for Go West was wet, wet, wet. And paid all that money to see the two bands, VIP experience, which was brilliant. By the way, you go in the green room afterwards and you meet them all. Yeah. Which, so, which surely that was a bit bizarre. Well, uh, to be honest, you know, Paying, paying a couple of hundred quid and, you know, it made your mum's day. Yeah. Um, or but night. surely, surely that takes, surely that adds something to, um, like, your childhood in a way. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like if I said to you now, oh, um, you're going to go and meet uh, Tingy, like like Kevin Keegan. Yeah. Go, go and have a chat with Kevin, Kevin yeah. Keegan and have a chat with yeah. him for 10 minutes. He was your yeah. childhood hero at yeah. a very young age. Yeah. So, like, now, after a bit, it'd be like, oh, he's just a normal fella, isn't he? Yeah. He rang me once, by the way, Kevin Keegan. But that, that, that's for another day. <laughs> that's for yeah. next time you fill in the that, That's for next time. But, yeah, so, <laughs> pay, paying all that money, then I found out that Marty Pello wasn't the lead singer of Wet Wet West anymore. Really? Yeah. So, who is it now, just? It's, um, I can't think of his name. Paul Kelly. <laughs> Paul Kelly. No, it, it, the guy won something, um, and I think he's been in a band. But I'll be honest with you. So he had, like, for me, Wet 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 in the eighties when I was when I was growing up. Wet 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 was Marty Pello. Yeah, you know. There's another guy there, and I was a bit disappointed it wasn't Marty Pello. I met I met other couples in the Philharmonic who were like, "Oh yeah, we're we're going to see Go West as well. We're you know, and we can't wait for Wet Wet Wet." And you know, this this woman. Southport they were from. She said, um, oh, I can't wait to see Marty Pello. <laughs> and I said, he ain't, he ain't there tonight, love, you know. Yeah. And she thought I was joking. <laughs> and I said, no, he, he, you know, the band, it, it disbanded Wet Wet Wet, I believe. Yeah. You know, um, so Marty many Pello. Many moons ago. Yeah, many moons ago. So Marty Pello's not there. It's this other guy who, who Jake's going to tell me who it is at the minute, the lead singer of Wet Wet Wet. Um, so... I, I have to say, I was absolutely blown away by Wet Wet Wet. Mm. They were absolutely 10 out of 10. Did you ever see either of them Kevin bands? Sim. Who? Kevin Sim. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Sim. Sim. So, I mean, the, the only guy I really remembered was was um, the bassist, Graham Clark, from back in the day. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have to say, on the, on the front row, Wet 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 were on first, they finished... They were absolutely, as I say, blew us away. The, the the whole crowd was 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 bouncing. They'd done all the hits. Um, they actually done like a little rendition of. Uh, they had like a, a two guys, one on a trumpet, one on a a sax, and in the middle of one of their big hits, they went into this rendition of "Careless Whisper" George Michael. Oh yeah. So the saxophone guy just walks. He just strolls up to the front. He starts playing that that segment of the of the song. Yeah, Careless very Whisper. very famous. Yeah, very famous. Yeah. Um, and 
So it, it it really was. It was it was goosebumps. And even your mum said to me the next day when we wet wet on careless whispers, she said, wasn't it absolutely superb? You know, yeah. and it was. So yeah, being on the front row at the end, uh, Graham Clark on the base there. When when they finished, they brought the house down. I have to say, and I, I just went and shook his hands and what have you. And you know, I thought that, that guy has been in wet wet. Wet, wet, you know, wet, wet, wet since the 80s. Mm. You know, there's big hits that they've had, global hits, soundtracks to big movies, and yeah. So, yeah, it they've was made, just... They've made their money as well. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, I mean, I think I think Peter Cox of Go West is something like, you know, you know, you think of these people like they were in, mm. in their 30s, if you like. But I think Peter Cox is sixty-seven or something like that. Mm. But I tell you what, he still he still sings today, like like he did all them years. You know, when you're looking at a band and they sound like the record, as they say. Yeah. You know, that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I um, think like I, I was I went back. Obviously, we we mentioned um, someone you've known virtually your whole life, Alan Woods. I worked with Alan Woods as well, um, and I went back on a chat that we had ages ago because I couldn't he sent me a video and it was when he went to see Arthur Monkeys I well, think it was a um, the, the cricket ground in Manchester yeah um, he went to see them there and I, I couldn't think something happened in the video that, that made me laugh and I went back to it and I come across a video that he sent me of uh, when Paul McCartney headlines at um, Glastonbury mm. recently um, I don't know whether it was in the past two years. I can't really remember, but um, it was, it's quite it's quite a funny video because he's sort of singing along to Blackbirds by Paul McCartney. Oh, so Woodsy's at Glastonbury? No, he was watching. He was oh, on, the watching telly. on the telly at home. Yeah, okay. so he had his feet up at a cup of tea and he was watching it. But what made me laugh was you, you could hear Paul McCartney singing Blackbird, and then Alan Woods just starts going Blackbird. <laughs> so she's singing along to it, um, but. What took me back was um, when Paul McCartney did Headline Glastonbury, it sort of reminds me all the time about, like, I, I really do think he's losing his voice. Like a singing voice, I mean. Like, he can't, McCartney, so, he can't belt it out as much as he used to. So, You've been saying there about bands from the 80s who still sound like it's a record now. But like, you think about Paul McCartney, he's been singing, like, on a stage or whatever since, like... Uh, the very early 60s, very late 50s. So all them years, he's been singing on a stage nearly every day. <laughs> but you know what? Paul McCartney could, with his hundreds of millions, um, and, and it's still coming in, he could just pack it in tomorrow and just go and, you know, but he he, he constantly plays, doesn't he? He constantly tours. I mean, we, me and your mum again went to... Um, Anfield. Anfield. That was, was that 2008? Yeah, so it was, it was Capital Culture. Capital. It was Liverpool Sound. It was, um, again, a great great bonus, actually, because I think Dave Grohl was on with him. He was, actually, Peter yeah. Kay. Peter Kay come on stage, yeah. um, introduced everyone. Uh, the Zootons, the Kaiser Chiefs were on. Yeah, well remembered, yeah. Kaiser Chiefs and so, the Zootons. The Zootons actually followed us on TikTok the other day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So the Zoot yeah, it was just an incredible day. It was a Sunday. I think it was the first of June. Something like that. Um and again, a few drinks in. I, I mean, me and your mum went and had a had a couple of drinks and a bite sweet in the meadows. Mm. Then we jumped a taxi up there. Um 
again, Zutons, PTK, Zutons, Kaiser Chiefs. When McCartney come out, so we're sitting with lots of, there's lots of people around us, like tourists. So we had, we were sat, mm. we're in the centenary as it was. Yeah. Kenny Daglish now. Um, right up the cop end, so we're a bit away, but from the stage, which was Anfield Road. So you're by like towards where George Sefton uh, we were sits. We were like by the scoreboard. Mm. Um, and... It it didn't matter because obviously you've got the screens these days, haven't you? But when again listening to the um, the support acts was brilliant. But when McCartney come out, I'd, I'd you know I'd listened to him for thirty odd years as a kid. You know, my dad's drove, you know this is the album. You know this is this the wings at the speed of sound. Yeah, you know all that. You know it's endless, isn't it? Is is his back catalogue of music, but yeah, when he come out onto that stage, it had gone darker. Um, it had the atmosphere. When starts. he belted it out, your mum says about it all the time. Um, I just completely lost my mind. Yeah, didn't you like get off? I just got off. <laughs> I just got off. So, so band on the run, for instance, band on the run. It was either band on the run or jet. As well. Mm. So Jet, well. Band <laughs> on the Run. So Band on the Run is like a bit of a double... Uh, it's like two songs in one a little bit, Band on the Run, isn't it? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, it does. It changes um, like halfway but through. But yeah, yeah, as you say, Jet. Um, what's the other one? He's, he's done with all the... Live and Let's Die. When Live and Let's Die come on, I just got off. Yeah. And like, you know, Jill was like apologising to all these Americans <laughs> and Canadians. At this, point, at this point, you've obviously had a... Had a fair, yeah, a few swift yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, every time like a song came to an end, I, I'm still mo- I'm going, I'm just going for a drink. I, I'm going. <laughs> the fellas have got the things on the back, haven't they? Oh yeah, and you just go, yeah, lads. I was yeah. just fine, and then as soon as one of them came by me, it was woof, and I just got like two pints. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, and uh, we went and see McCartney again, didn't we? And um, it was in the MEN, that that Manchester was, um, Christmas. Yeah, so we went. It was it was me and it was me, Jess and yourself, wasn't it? Mm. And in the Shogun, was that the Shogun? No, no, no. I don't think so. It's been the insignia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I remember because um, this is it, it was after, and I've told the story on the pod. I had a massive Beatles craze, early early teens. Mm. I don't know, whatever. Um, I think we went to see McCartney at, at the MEN. I was around. 15 maybe mm. um, so I was just coming out of that and I was going as, as I said before I was listening to more like Arctic Monkeys and the Black Keys and stuff like that but I still had that massive massive respect for Paul McCartney the Beatles and all stuff like that um, so I was obviously made up what tickled me was uh, well there's two things I can remember one of them is Live and Let Die so when mm. the when, when the fire hotter than you think, yeah, yeah, because um, yeah. we were like we were sat fairly close, we weren't that close, and the the flames obviously go up um, when it sort of like you know like the uh, like the crescendo whatever I don't really know, um, when it builds up and, and the flames go up, you're, after, you're like that fucking out, fucking eyebrows, do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so there was that, and the other thing I can remember, he, like in between songs, he's got that sort of character about him he's got a bit of personality he's, he's got a sense of humour he's Paul McCartney and he, you know he, he, he's played Shea Stadium he's played all over the world mm. he, you know we had it smashed b- before any of us were born yeah you know um, what, what him and what him and John Lennon's done for, for musical 
You know what I mean? What are these? Like the second biggest artist in America now. Yeah. So it's suddenly, there's, there's a stat out there, something like, like that. Like all time. I yeah. think one might yeah. be Michael Jackson. Yeah. Which is, that's yeah. quite obvious. Michael Jackson's Michael Jackson. Um, but yeah, there was, another, there was another thing. And obviously, as, as we said, it was around Christmas. And in between a song, you know, McCartney's like, and he's on the piano. And he's like, and he goes, um, he said, he said something like, well, you know, the, you know what time it is and stuff like that. This time of year, Easter. And everyone went, ah, and started laughing. And he broke into um, Wonderful Christmas Time. Mm. He might have ended on it. I'm not sure. I can't really at, remember. At Manchester? Yeah. When so we were there? It was like, what? It was like two weeks, if that, week and a half before Christmas. And he played that. And um, and the snow came down. I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I he had the choir. He had like... Uh, he might have had a choir he, with he him, had, yeah. He had kids. Yeah. And he walk up behind them and start yeah. singing. And yeah, like, I mean... I don't, I don't think, as I say, I don't think you can listen to, you can go to a Paul McCartney concert and every single song, everyone will know. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, th there's some stuff McCartney's brought out in the past. I'd say, oh, it's hard to put a pin in it, but I'd say the past 15 years, I don't think it's that great. Um, but um, I should I should have found out. Um, Jay, can you find out, type in uh, Paul McCartney dancing tonight. So he brought out this album and it came out around 2008. The first two songs on it, one of them is Dancing Tonight or Dance Tonight. I think it's called Dance Tonight. Sorry, Jay. Um, Dance Tonight and there's another song and the rest of the album isn't that great. And that was like the last... 2007 it was. 2007. Um, so that was like the last time I, I, you could really say that McCartney done a like a proper, really, really well, like, written album. Mm -hmm. um, but when I say he's losing his voice, I mean, it's literally, it's very recently. It's like in the past couple of years. You see, for me, as a scouser, mm. as someone brought up on the Beatles, from when I can remember, mm. you know, even going to, I mean, you know, all of our, back, back, you know, our grandparents, if you like, you know, everyone played the Beatles, when they split up, everyone played Wings. Mm. John Lennon, you know. His solo stuff, yeah. Yeah. He it, didn't it, listen to Ringo Starr, no? <laughs> uh, not, not really. Don't worry, he's, I, not, he's not watching. I, I didn't mind <laughs> your, your Yellow Submarine and, you know, all Octopus's that. Garden. Yeah. Um, what did you think of... Um, sorry to go off on another tangent, but at the end of the day, it's a podcast, isn't it? Um, so... Obviously, when I say Octopus's Garden and stuff like that, there's certain Beatles songs that are a little bit out there. I Am The Walrus and stuff like that. Um, what was your take on the likes of when Oasis started covering that live? So, like, Oasis had, had break into Octopus's Garden. Did you, did, um, you sort of, did you sort of think to yourself... Like, load oh. of shite. <laughs> to be honest... Jake, Jake agrees he doesn't like Oasis he doesn't like Oasis no uh, uh, you know it is going to be a talking point we're going to talk I don't want to ruin uh, listen, it listen they wrote some good music but in the main the, the, from day one they ripped off the Beatles didn't they I thought anyway it was like you're going to start getting loads of shit now people, yeah, off Oasis fans will, but, 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 but it, it was it was very Beatles-esque yeah it was very particularly John Lennon wasn't yeah. it? Esk, I, I think. It was, it was. Like, again, we, we will have a break in a minute, but 
just mm-hmm. to sort of close the segment, um, we are going to discuss um, Liam Gallagher and John Squire's new material uh, on next on the next episode. Sorry, um, episode nineteen. As well as that, we're going to talk about the Grammys and stuff like that. So look forward to that. Um, B- Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Yeah. Well, did you see he he, he made an appearance, didn't he? He was at the Grammys. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He was at the we, Grand, went, anyway. we, we went a couple of years back to the Avi- Aviva Stadium in Dublin, yeah, um, which we've just finished Kin. Mm. So that's based in Dublin. And the Aviva Stadium is is a prominent um, sort of shot in, in Kin. It's, it's, it's on a lot of the scenes, uh, but we've been there to see Liverpool play Napoli. In a friendly, yeah. Yeah, I think we battered. We battered five, five, five nil. nil. Yeah, but do you remember anything after that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> remember, we had, I remember honestly... we walked home to the Camden Court Hotel the wrong way <laughs> at, at four o'clock in the morning. We <laughs> <laughs> realised we were going the wrong way after walking for an hour. <laughs> but, um, honestly, I can't even that. I can't remember any of that. That's news but, to me. That. So there's Billy Joel, who again we grew up in the eighties, and Innocent mm. Man was a vinyl I had. Loved it, every single song on well, it. Well, he's another one, at, but I think he done it right. So Billy Joel has obviously said, and numerous times in the past, is respect the influence that the Beatles and Paul McCartney and John Lennon had on his entire career. There you go. But he went the right way about it. Yeah, he wasn't walking go. around with fucking John Lennon glasses on and going, Ugh. yeah, and like yeah. acting the like the, yeah. the cocky fella and yeah. stuff like that. He he done it through his music. Yeah. But Billy Joel, uh, as I say, when he when he come out and said he was doing, I think at the time we had a chance of a ticket for Manchester, mm. um, whatever it was called back back then, MEN or whatever. Yeah. Um, or Dublin. So I said to your mum, what do you want to do? Go to Manchester, spend the evening, stay over, bite sweets, load of ale. Yeah. Watch drive, Billy Joel back the next morning. Watch Billy Joel, or we can fly over to Dublin. And have like a, a three day thing. It's like a little bit of a holiday, isn't it? Yeah, absolute fortune it costs. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> but it would it, like you'll remember that. But you never forget it forever. So, so yeah, so we yeah, as I say, we experienced Dublin again. That was the first time actually, because Napoli was after that. I think. Yeah, I think it was. Me and Natalie went to Dublin. I think before yous, but then yous went. Yeah. Went to see Billy Joel, yeah. and then me and you went to. So again, to, Billy Joel, Napoli. Aviva Stadium, absolutely packed to the rafters. Don't know how, how many, 50, 60, whatever, 40, whatever, thousands. Um, and it was just, it's like a Paul McCartney thing. Well, it's a stadium. It's it's when you go and see someone who, who carries that much weight. It's in it's the, it's the, um, it's almost like the, you get it with McCartney, Billy Joel, uh, even the likes of Paul Weller. There's, there's, certain, there's certain musicians out there who have been doing it for donkey's years. They carry it's like it's like a cloud around them. Yeah, it's it's, normal, I was it, just gonna say like an aura. I mean it's when an I, aura, it's like an atmosphere and a and a presence, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Like I say, when I went to see Paul McCartney for a couple of them two times, I was blown away because it was him. Mm. Because it was a beat. Purely because it was a beat. Yeah, don't be wrong, all the music was class, it was ten out of ten, every song was brilliant, back catalogue, all the wing stuff, you know, some of his other stuff, some of his single stuff and what have you. But I think it was because it was him. Mm. And to a degree, it was like that with Billy Joel. Yeah. You know, you're looking at someone who, who was who was smashing it in the eighties, having number ones and um American obviously. Um 
but yeah, it, it, like as I say, such such a big name in in music history, you know. Yeah. Um, bit similar to the day I went to see the protagonist, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not meaning. It. Yeah, the protagonist is is that. But went the O2 was it? O2 Academy. O2 Academy. Yeah, but yeah, some of our earlier. So yeah. You see, we, I'm, I'm. By the way, I'm getting to something else besides the protagonist. But well, I was going to do another seg. Well, I hope your camera doesn't overheat, Jake, because I could go on forever. Um, we could talk about that next time. Who knows? Echo. Um, yeah, but what I was going to say was uh, the Aviva Stadium, because I think that I think at that for some reason, again this is a bit of a segue. This uh, for some reason it's one of my favourite stadiums in Europe. I don't know what it is. It's just got this. It's in Dublin. It's in it's in Dublin, <laughs> um, and it's surrounded by pubs that serve the best Guinness in Europe. It's, but, it really is in one of the best cities. It's just a shame. Uh, it, Dublin's like. like I mean, like, it's incredible. Just, again, it's a shame the price and stuff. But it's just, it's, it's, it, well, it's a shame the, um, what's the name of the pub? The Temple Bar. It's a shame that the Temple Bar, what, what I, I was getting like a, a Guinness and half a lager in that Temple Bar and it was about 12 euro. <laughs> um, but every hour, if I remember rightly, every hour I went to the bar, same barman, the price went up. And what? then when it got to 12 o'clock, it was a lot more. And then, and the guy said to me, you, we were the same when we were in there that night till about four in Can't the morning. <laughs> yeah. But the longer you stay, and obviously the more pissed people get, um, no one cares. Rather want. than walk out into the rain and look for another bar and look for another... Especially uh, when the fella goes, the, it, it's, you know, each pint's gone up a euro or whatever. Yeah. People say, oh, yes, I'll pay it. Yeah, okay. But um, yeah, I could I could have had ten days in Lanzarote for what I spent in Dublin yeah. that weekend. But Dublin, like it, it's, it's that's a city break, and Lanzarote is like a beach relaxing holiday. Hundred percent. But uh, there's something in just getting the even even if you got the ferry, get over to Dublin, have a few Guinness, have a walk around, look at the you know you know talk to some people, the locals, look at the history surrounding the place, and it's. Just unbelievable. I mean, I met Phil Linnett in Dublin. You took me picture with Phil Linnett, didn't you? Uh, oh, I don't know why I've gone blank. Um, yeah, it was a bronze statue. No, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've gone blank what band he was in. Oh, God. He, he, he was in... Um, yeah, that's... Oh, why have I gone blank over that? <laughs> oh, my God. Jake's going to look now. Jake. Oh... That's baffled me, that. That's second name. It's on the... Linnet. It's on the tip of my tongue. Lin. This is going to do our heads. You see, I'm not being funny, but you sh we, we should both know that. I should know we that. We should definitely both know it, but you'll be surprised when you I see think it. I think he's at the bottom of Grafton Street. Mate, yeah. I remember taking the picture. Again, it was, I know uh, it was with a statue. What's the name of the park? St. Stephen's Park? St. Michael's. <laughs> That's a school. I'll spell his fucking name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, P no. P H I L. <laughs> I got that bit. This is the second name. L Y N O double T, is it? What band was he in? Oh my god. Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. Oh and my Skid god. And Skid Row. in Skid Row as well. How did we not get that? Yeah, sorry. Sometimes, do you know what I was going to say though? You do. You, you start doing a podcast. i done it loads early on. And I was literally talking about a Blossoms album that I'd listened to all through lockdown. 
and I couldn't think of the album, the name of the album. Mm. I don't know. It's something to do with your camera, Jake. You get the blame. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah to, clo- grief, so. to close out because I think we've been recording for quite some time, and we need to jump into the bands of the week. Um, I was going to say the um, the Aviva Stadium hmm. itself, as I say, one of my favourite stadiums. Yeah, stadiums in Europe. When me and Ashley went to Dublin, we walked from the centre all the way to the stadium, so it's a good hour's walk. Um, and we done the tour and stuff like that. So like you go um, the tour of the stadium. Yeah. Oh right. Proper. So you go in the uh, the dressing rooms and all stuff like that. You walk up the steps, the dugout. Um, you can, obviously you can't go on the grass, but you know you, you're rare in it. You're in the middle of it and you're looking around, and it mm. it, it is impressive. The uh, one of the stands, if people don't know, one of the stands sort of comes right down, and there's only about it gets behind the goal. There's literally about what twelve rows or something like that. Well, we were there for we were in that stands, by the way, for the mm. Napoli game. For the Napoli game, yeah. And for the Billy Joel concert, I was in the stand facing that, mm. which is full height. Mm. Um, is it a railway or a river? I can't remember. I think it's a railway. It's, is it? It's something to do. So they, they, they built it like that. When again, when we done the tour, they sort of touched on it a bit. The, the initially it was just going to be right round standard mm-hmm. but they've dropped it right down because they realised that it was blocking sunlight on that's like it. half the estate that's it so they built they changed the whole plans for it and, and brought the stand right yeah. down and then back up just so the sun yeah. wasn't getting blocked to yeah. go on people's houses and stuff like that light loss mm. that's what it is isn't it light loss yeah um, do you reckon do you reckon we'll, we'll get a chance to go there for the Europa League final do you reckon Liverpool are going to get there well well Delaney's booked booked it. <laughs> he's that's, he, that's, he's yeah. booked uh, Wembley for in a, in a couple of weeks and he's booked Dublin, yeah. Yes. I don't I don't really see the points of going without it. If you if you if you got to go, you're paying you're paying through the nose for the hotel. You're you're doing all that. You you're basically to go on the aisle. It's to go on the aisle. You're not getting it? in. You're gonna go and watch it in a pub mm. again. Probably more than likely, you're gonna be absolutely surrounded. Because realistically, I, I've already said the likes of Bayer Leverkusen, maybe the likes of a Villarreal, so, like someone like that, might might get to that uh, final. Uh, I still think Liverpool are favourites, but again, this is it. By, by the way, there's no guarantees that, that Liverpool will get to the uh, final. Of course, no but guarantee, but it. I, I think when we looked at the Camden, I don't know whether we booked Camden Court and they wanted paying up front, didn't we? Yeah, um, I think at the time, because as soon as we heard it was Dublin, we we tried to book it, mm. um, and at the time we said, didn't we, that no matter who got to that final, it's a jolly for. Oh yeah, it's a midweek, isn't it? So it's a well, Wednesday night the game. We, but we said, didn't we? <laughs> we said, didn't we? I, I think I said it to you actually. What if what if it's Man United and you went? Yeah, fucked. <laughs> 100% wouldn't go but, and st- obviously if it, but, if it was Man United if it but, was like Bruce Dortmund Villarreal but Man United are out of Europe oh there you go you'd have, to, you'd have to get a dig in somewhere didn't you no I'm just saying they are out of Europe <laughs> so maybe we should maybe maybe we should have booked the hotel anyway <laughs> no but like I said, I'd go to see anyone really in Dublin because Dublin is just it's just that type of place isn't it yeah yeah you it's know. like if it's like so I know there's people saying I'll go to Dublin for the for the piss up I'll watch it in the nearest pub to the ground so there's the atmosphere there's obviously loads of fans there anyway um, I know I'm not going to get a ticket I know it's gonna. I'm going to be paying through the nose but I'm going for the experience you could just go into town and do that yeah it w- but it will be different the, the Guinness tour by the way you didn't do the Guinness tour did you? no I did you did? I did with that, Nat- with that, that Guinness tour I, 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 do you know what it was buttons I think it was like 
22 quid should, each. You should be charging more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably more now, but, um, you know, with all the what's gone on. Uh, but I think it was, yeah, I think it was £22 a ticket. Mm. You got two free pints out of that each. Yeah. So you got to pour a pint. Yeah, you poured your own pints. Which, pint. which obviously, I mean, your mum doesn't drink Guinness, so I had the two of them. <laughs> and then and then you, you go up the, the next floor from where you pour your pint yeah. is that 360 degree bar. Yeah, it's quite high up and you can see, you get a good view of it. So you? you get tickets, um, which you give in for another three pints. Yeah. So, so out of £44 it cost us to go in. We got four free pints. Yeah, happy days. Which I bet you're in the sample oh, bars about well, 40 if you, anyway. If you go anywhere, probably anywhere in Dublin, you're talking minimum six euro. But what blew me away about, honestly, what blew me away, again, there was a programme on with that Greg. Was it Greg Wallace? He, yeah. he went in the factory the other week and it was, a, it was a, that, that factory in, in Dublin is unbelievable. Yeah, it's incredible. And when you go in on the on the ground floor through the end, through the turnstile, is it? Um, in the floor. So this building's what seventeen. Well, Guinness started. Was it seventeen? Have we got a Guinness glass here? Seventeen fifty three. Was it? It's something like that. Seventeen. And yeah. So on every can of Guinness and every you know any, every Guinness glass logo is the Arthur Guinness, the uh, signature. signature. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. I walks in. To, I'm in Dublin. I'm having a great time. Walks into the. Guinness Factory, St. James's Gate, straight through the turnstile, and you meet, and there's like um like a guide, like a tour guide there, and she's like, right, come on, just wait. And you but you stood around a sh- in the floor behind like a piece a piece of like bulletproof glass mm. lit up is the and I think it's the deeds to the it, building. Yeah. And it's signed by oh the Guinness. And it's actually it's actually his signature on yeah. on a, on like a scroll. Yeah, it, that's what it looks like, and it's seventeen fifty three or whatever. Isn't the lease a thousand years or something? Is it's it? Something, it's either yeah. a thousand or yeah, it's a while. <laughs> but um, but it, it's bizarre to look at something like that. It, it, again, it's the history behind it. It's like when you walk around a museum, isn't it? When you see something that's important and hundreds of years old. Yeah, it was like, and then as I say, the that scrolls in the ground, you walk up, you end up on, on whatever floor, the 10th floor where the bar is. But it, yeah, it, it was just an, an amazing place to go to. That were you, were you made up in that, in around that time, or sorry, on that day, uh, that my mum didn't like Guinness? Yeah. So you just... <laughs> well, so when you got... your, your mum doesn't like Guinness now, because there's always some in the fridge. <laughs> so when you, when you get to the top and you're going, you're going and your tokens in and you get you get another two free pints for yourself. Yeah. And my mum's like, oh, you can see that building from there. And you're going, where about? <laughs> so so, I, so I, drank, I drank, yeah, I drank four pints of Guinness in about an hour. Yeah. Um, so as you can imagine, I don't think we that much that day or that morning. I think we got there about one o'clock. Did you walk? Did you walk out when you finished? I went right. Come on, let's, let's go in the centre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, uh, yeah, whether your mum had Pepsi or something, I drank four pints of Guinness mm. in a short space of time. Not an atom like, but went outside at the end. Y- you are y- you are given like an, a half hour to drink the pints in the yeah. bar. Because otherwise, there's there's another set of people coming up the stairs. Yeah, they've got it. Yeah, they've got it. It's like a well-oiled machine. The yeah, whole place, isn't it? It is. It is. It's an amazing place. But yeah, so I had four pints in an hour of Guinness. Mm. Not a lot to eat. Um, 
gets outside and I'm looking for the nearest cab. Yeah, because um, you're not walking back. And your mum's <laughs> like, there's a load of like, um, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. There's like gypsies. Ch- chariots. Chariots, yeah. So there's guys with horses, clippity-clops and like a cart. But I just had four, I just had four pints, mm. you know. So your mum's like, and I'm saying, that's going to be about 50 euro <laughs> just to get back <laughs> to Camden, the Camden Court Hotel, which is about three mile away. Plus, I don't fancy it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, being being on a horse and car when I've just absolutely threw four pints down me yeah. in in no time. The horses are strapped to the car with fucking side ups. Yeah. Get on that. Yeah. yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole Dublin thing. I'd love to do it again. It's just, I mean, if I've done it again, I think I'd like to do like you know a week. Probably Maybe. just so you should see everything. It's like we went to Barcelona and, and on a long weekend. It's just, it's not long enough. Yeah, a city break for me needs to be like a five day. Well, me know? and Natalie have done Prague, Krakow, um, Copenhagen, and you do you saw after it, sorry before it. You think to yourself, yeah, three nights, sounds do this that the other thing. You try and plan it and plan mm. it, and then you get there and it's massive because mm. because we're used to Liverpool. Liverpool is quite small, mm. and then you go to the, like as I say, like Copenhagen. And you look at it on a map and you and you think, oh, there I am, a little tiny mm. dot there. The mm. place is massive. There's no way you're going to see everything. Mm. It was like that when me and Nasty went to York the other week. Yeah. It's you're talking it, before about meeting people and seeing people and, you know, people who sort of take you back a bit. So mm. you've got concerts I've been to and what have you. Um, the Billy Joels and all the rest of it. But um, <coughs> So I went to a Liverpool game once. Mm. Liverpool v West Ham. Years ago, so I'm going to say it was about 2000, maybe 2001, something like that. Yeah, and we went to see Liverpool v West Ham, me and Barry. Yeah, um, I think we won 3 1. We were in the box with, with Edmondson's, and uh, we comes out tanked up. Mm. So you can't drink when you when you go in a corporate box, you can't. You when, can't when, take your drink it's instant. different now because a lot of these corporate things you still go out into the seats out into the air you know mm. but back then it, you were behind a glass screen you know ah yeah yeah and you had like a microphone sorry a speaker coming into the box for 12 people with with the crowd noise you know you weren't actually physically out with the crowd so not, even the fresh, I, not even the fresh air on your face didn't like it didn't yeah. like it but you couldn't drink in, in in view of the pitch. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. So even though you're in the box, you can't drink in, in within sight of the pitch. So this this whoever was there, I can't remember the guy's name, like the host, he says, um, you've got to stop drinking 15 minutes before the match. That's pints of lager, if you <laughs> like, or whatever you were drinking. He said, but there's 12 bottles of wine there. <laughs> like a mixture of reds and whites <laughs> and he said what we do is a quarter to uh, three and yeah. um, we open all the wine and it goes in it goes in a, it goes in a cup like that or a teacup not a mug I suppose it goes in a teacup and he said you just he said, you just watch the game and you, you, you drink the red wine well me and Barky <laughs> my legs forgot to wear what score was it? <laughs> Yeah, well, it was 3-1. But anyway, we were tanked up. We'd had, mm. we'd had ale, we'd had... And it was all free food and what have you. Probably had the equivalent of a bottle of wine each on top of the ale, mm. you know. 
And then we went to, uh, at the end of the game, finished, went the Arkles. Yeah, yeah. And we're all a little bit, we're all a little bit pissed, if you like. Mm. Yeah. So, you know when you come out in the air, it's yeah, because you've been in a you've been in an executive box. Oh, yeah, no with, with the heating on. <laughs> yeah, so we get in the Arkles and we're sat there, me and Barky, as I say, and um, we had a pint, tanked up. It's about what, half six, something like that? Yeah. And the next minute, Barky goes, he goes, have you seen who's over there? And he was literally probably just past where Jake is there, about, yeah. I don't know, f- t- 10 foot away, something like that. He said, have you seen who's over there? And when I looked, I went, I didn't really recognise him, you know? Yeah. And I went, who are you talking about, mate? You know what I mean? And he said, he said, there's Elvis Costello. Yeah. You know? And again, you're talking about a bit of a hero, musically, you know? Yeah, massive. And, he's a big red as well, obviously. Yeah, he's been in, he's been in, he's, he's wrote music for films and he's been in films and he's, he's, he's famous musically as a songwriter. Um, and I just, I just looked as uh, uh, sort of like drunk as I was. I just looked and I said, is it? And it was. Mm. But he was with his daughter. Yeah. And I said, come on. And we had our, we had our stubs, you know, uh, executive lounge, centenary stands. Yeah, we had, we still had our tickets, yeah. And uh, I went, come on, let's go and have a chat with him, you know what I mean? So we we, we just bounced over. I think, he had a, I think he had a Guinness in his hands. Yeah. And uh, he had like a long... Like he looked like a musician. Yeah, you know, he had he like looked a, cool. Yeah, he looked cool. Yeah, his glasses on. Um, and we went over and we said, "I've got the ticket somewhere with a signature on." You know. Yeah. And yeah, it was just it was just one of them moments. You know, well, you know, what are you doing? And he said, "Oh, I come to it whenever I can. I get to the games." Yeah. And I like having a pint in a pub. Do you know, just like no, normal, just, just a proper fella. Yeah, he didn't want to get whisked away in a car and. You know, some fancy hotel somewhere. Even, he just went for a bevy in yeah, the Arkles, you but know. But that's what you—that's what you do, innit? We had a conversation. Me and uh, me—I think it was our auntie, wasn't it? Our, our, mm. our Jess's husband. Um, we had the conversation. You know, if you want the Euro millions, hundred million pounds, way you probably still go out. I'm gonna sit in the cop. <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Well, so many times over the years, I, I mean, I always sat on the cop, didn't I? Um, but so many times over the years. Through corporate, I'd get a phone call. Liverpool, and one of the times was Liverpool were playing Real Madrid, mm. and it was like, um, "I've got there's a spare." Obviously, someone had dropped out. You know, that's why I got asked. But you know, um, there's a spare ticket for the Edmondsons box tonight. Liverpool Real Madrid, all your ale, all your food, everything you you can want. And I had a ticket for the cop. Mm. You know, it was me season ticket, ticket if you like. Um, and I said to the guy who, who who rang me and asked me, I just said, you know what? I said, I'll be honest with you, I've got a ticket. Mm. So I'm going to stick with her and I'm going to be with me. And for me, it was, I'm going to be with me mates. I was, yeah. with, I was with Delaney. Um, we who's, were in... Who's uh, my mum's uncle, Yeah, by the way, just yeah. for context. Yeah, he's your mum's uncle, yeah, Pat Delaney, yeah. Um, I think we went the... Well, we whatever boozer it was, the Stanley or whatever, I don't know, but, you know... He's always went to Stanley, the, Euro- the European nights as well as the Saturday games and the weekend games, it, it, going the match is... It's a day out, isn't it? Mm. Um, well, going the going the actual match is just a part of it. It's like when you see people getting off on, like, the 84th minute and it's nil-nil, mm. or, like, or, like, 1-1, and you're like, whoa. Like, don't get me wrong, over the years, I, I, I've gone the match. I've, got, I've gone straight to the match and gone straight home. Oh, and yeah. it's just not 
the same as 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 meeting, you know, having a breakfast. Well, you Me- get there, you probably say if it's three o'clock kickoff, so straight away, you've got no choice because it's not on telly, especially back mm-hmm. then. I know now is different because you've got mm-hmm. the dodgy sticks and your dodgy boxes. But um, back then, three o'clock kickoff, Bolton, Blackburn, whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't matter that, doesn't matter who it was against. You got there a bit earlier. And I can remember from a young age walking in, you couldn't see two foot in front of you because everyone's like that. And like, I'd go and, you, you go, yeah, there's Pat, and we'd go and sit down. And like, it's like pack of the crisp. Everyone's got like the betting slips, mm. the little blue pens. Mm. Everyone's having a pint and everyone's having a chat. Again, it's going back to that thing. Everyone's sat in the pub like that and not talking to each other. But that, for me, if I could go back, that's one of the first things I'd do. Is go to a game like that with a load of lads and just like as I say, sit there, have a pint, yeah. put a few. It's bets on. it's it's it, you it's know a part you, of it, you, isn't it? Your mum didn't really like it, obviously, but <laughs> it's a, it's a few hours before. Well, it's a couple of hours before the game. A couple of hours after. You're in the game. You have half time pint. Then yeah. in them days in a plastic cup, um, and then you know the excuse years ago was you let the traffic die down. But you know, you literally come out the grounds, and it was the first pub back then. The Stanley was it Stanley? It was the Stanley, yeah. Um, or we go to Witherspoons or whatever. It was go, and and then you'd have you must you must have had a good four pints, letting the traffic die down. <laughs> but then generally, if Liverpool, have, you know, and by the way, whatever, whatever team anyone supports, if your team's had a good win, you know. It can quickly get messy, can't it? Yeah. You know, it's, it's Saturday. All of a sudden, there's a game on the telly. At, you know, tea time. Yeah, there's and an R five kickoff. Man yeah. United Spurs. Yeah. yeah. Spurs yeah. might beat them in a shock, shock game and stuff like that. You stay out with that, and the next minute you're in town. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Don't know. Don't, don't know about town, but yeah. I mean, for me, going the match was always a day out, not just the ninety minutes. Mm. You know. Um, but yeah, great days. Right. Elvis Costello in the Oracles. Yeah, go and, go and listen to Elvis Costello while we go on our little break. Um, yes. We'll be back in a sec with Band of the Week. Nice one. What's happening? This is the Get To Ours podcast and it's another social plug and this is for the socials in particular and it's for Instagram and TikTok. So do us a big favour. If you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on Spotify or whatever you're listening on or watching on Big, big favour for us. Go and follow us on Instagram. We're flying at the minute, by the way. DMs are lit. Yeah. Uh, we're, also, <laughs> we're also on TikTok. Go and give us a follow on there. We upload clips as much as we possibly can. I can't promise that we'll do it every day, but we'll do it, what, three, four times a week if we can? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do us a big favour. Uh, we're on <laughs> We're on pretty much everything. At Get So Has Pod. Um, Mainly Instagram and TikTok, because that's where it's at at the moment, as the kids say, don't they? Yeah. TikTok, make it stop. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. It's time for this week's Spans of the Week. Um, this week's Spans of the Week is Ambrosia. Um, their song is called Running Away, in brackets, Fallen, Falling Asleep. Um, I almost got mixed up there with the um, the title of the album, which is actually called Fallen Leaves. It's a self-produced album. It's their debut album. Um, make sure to go, go and check it out, sorry, uh, on Spotify. It's out now on Spotify. Been listening to it past couple of nights. Pretty, it's it's quite experimental, but um, it's quite bold. 
and it, as I say, for a self-produced album, like it, like I promise you, it is. It's quite a, it's a little bit out there, but in a good way. As I say, experimental, um, really confident sort of uh, approach from them. Um, I do think this song, Running Away, is probably the best song. Um, so yeah, make sure you go and check them out. Try and get to a few of the gigs. Um, give them a follow on Instagram. Uh, what's the at? Yeah, so their Instagram is at underscore Ambrosia underscore band. Mm-hmm. Uh, go make sure you give them a listen, as I will be tomorrow with my heated gillet on <laughs> in the office. Because the heating's broken in your office. Yeah, <clears throat> just, can't afford, just can't afford heating at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds. Um, it, like, sorry, we were just saying there before we pressed record, um, we did have this planned anyway, this section, Bands of the Week, for Ambrosia, um, but obviously a little bit, little bit short notice, last minute uh, change of plans sort of thing, um, so we can't go into massive detail, but um, we're going to plug all their information in the description of this video. As I say, go and give them a follow on Instagram, stay up to date when the next gig is and stuff like that. Um, and definitely go and listen to Running Away. This is... Um, this is going to be the song at the end of this episode. Again, sorry we can't do it on YouTube because, um, you know, YouTube don't allow it. But if you're listening audio only, um, yeah, take it away, Ambrosia. And uh, we'll see you next week for episode 19. Nice one.